1: What's going on Comic Book Nation? Adam Barnhart here today. We are talking with two Marvel legends in their own right. We have writer Brian Michael Bendis and we have artist Bill
0: Sienkiewicz and they're talking breaking into comics, their time in the industry, Moon Knight, more comics, more Moon Knight, total madness. Let's get to it.
2: I feel they just want to talk about Moon Knight though.
0: I okay no, i'm having fun we've already checked off all the boxes we're talking TikTok. Okay, good, good. we're talking hype houses we're talking yeah. even <laughs> old school pornography well, I mean, and I mean, ice cream I, and wrestling i, I am
1: mean, sort of all up so i this is this is where i get like the uh you know the the, sp- the head spanking because i haven't seen the episodes yet i've been Ooh. you know debating like i've been trying to uh you know see them all you know all at once
0: so you are so, a binger but
1: for everything i've the response has been phenomenal.
2: Yeah, it's uh, that's. Um, I haven't seen it either. I, I, I'm get, I'm. I'm. I'm building up to it. I have. Right. I just. Uh, I'm, I'm very behind on a lot of shows.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I think to be honest, the last time I think I I uh, was really. I mean, the New Mutants was sort of this protracted thing. I mean, I mm-hmm. so I I think I saw the movie and met with the cast and like like we became like the kind of family where you kind of get annoyed, like, you know, you're hanging out so much, but I think when, when Legion happened, that was a whole big thing where I watched right. all- and everything, but, uh, um, but as, as excited as I am, I mean, I love Oscar Isaac, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, the fact that they're, they seem to be running with, you know, a lot of, uh, I mean, me and Moon Knight for me, it's, it's so interesting because once I finished my run on it, um, since it was so early on in my career, I sort of, I didn't feel any real um, connection to it in the, in the way that I did with the new mutants where I felt like I was sure. kind of going through my artistic puberty along with the kids. You know, I felt like the last 10 issues of Moon Knight, I felt like I, na- I started to understand more of what I wanted to try to accomplish. All the issues before that I felt was, was a trial, of, like through fire for Doug, you know, um, to deal with the young kid. And it was just learning the ropes, you know, about what I could or couldn't do. So I didn't have any real investment in it. Um, and, uh, I mean, I was proud of what I did, but I felt like it was one of those it suffered from being the first project thing that i worked on as a pro professional. If I think if I, if I stayed on it for another 10 issues, I would have had like a half, half the run would have been like, yeah, you know, like learning the ropes and half would have been like, okay, because Hit It, for me, was the sort of when I felt like I, I I nailed what I wanted to do. But it's such a mutable character. I mean, you know, what's interesting is that, um, you know, once I finished up on it, it was like, you know, I think, I think Kevin Nolan, I think, cut his eye teeth on it, you know, mm-hmm. as well. And then, you know, you and Jeff Lemire and, and you know, so many other people have sort of come in and, and put their stamp on it in a really indelible way. So it's not, it's not, like uh, the, the figure is, the character is not engraved in stone, which I find fascinating. It's yeah. like it continually, you know, grows and changes and mutates. And that's, to me, that's really cool. I don't, I can't, I can't think of a lot of other characters that are like that. No because,
2: at all. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Partly I think, I, I think it's because it's always been considered, not to me, but um, one of the, like the B string, you know, characters, like it's not, the Hulk or it's not Iron Man or Spider-Man or whatever. So um, uh, I think that was one of the reasons when I did the new mutants and turned down the X-Men, I wanted to work on something that wasn't going to be like taking their roles like Marvel's Royals Royce and driving it into the ditch. I said, I wanted something that was a little, you know, under the radar. And
2: uh, was uh, new and mutants I- under the radar? Cause I was at an age where that was bigger to me than X-Men. Like it's funny that you perceived it as lesser than
1: when I perceived it. Well, when I was offered it, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, you know, uh and um but I felt like it certainly if it wasn't maybe to the extent that I felt it was, it certainly wasn't the X-Men. You know, X-Men at that time was was Primo. Totally. Like number, Yeah. And um, you know, if if, it, if even if New Mutants was number two, it was pretty far down the the list
2: well what you're describing um uh to uh, from my perspective and for a lot of people um uh, my age uh, it, it was watching you from afar on moon night grow issue to issue sometimes with by by the big, from the beginning of the issue to the end of the issue something happened to you as an artist uh i'm thinking oh. moon night 25 was one where i was like well and and for a lot of readers we had never seen anything like that before we had never seen what you were doing with the voice you started with which was definitely in the you know you were definitely in the continuity comics camp of uh, of, of 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 things right and even that but even that i we i i had not, I had not met neil adams or the school you were coming from yet so i I'd, I'd seen it from you first And that alone had blown me away and then to watch the evolution happen through the character. And you also, it seemed at the time to be following the character's evolution as well. So you were growing as, as your understanding uh, of the character was growing. And by the time you had gotten to the end of that run, mind blown, I would never seen anything (laughs) like it before the newsprint could barely handle it. It was fantastic.
1: Well, thank you. Um, well, it's interesting you say that because I did start to feel like, even though the title says Moon Knight, I felt like I was working on a group a group title. Yes. you know, yeah. that's really, I mean, it was all the a supporting cast, and um, and that was what was fun about it was kind of having all the characters acting and interacting. I mean, I felt that um, uh, I really no, I I particularly enjoyed doing a lot of stuff with Marlene. Um, I remember. And, yep. You know, she really sort of felt like uh, she grounded grounded the series for me because it kind of felt like it was about relationships at that point. You know, um, I don't think we even really went into any of the the mental divergence issues. I don't. I think it was. I think at that point, I think Moon Knight with Stephen Grant Lockley and and Mark Spector. I think it was just like a a decision or a choice to have three, you know, fluid alter egos or secret identities it was almost like a a mission impossible kind of thing it was expert you know it was more of an expeditious kind of thing for him as opposed to um like what chris and i eventually did with legion you know i think that the idea of making it um more about multiple personality i thought that was you know you know when when that happened i was like oh man that was that's great because i i love again i'm i'm a i'm big in terms of psychology and what drives people and motivates people. And that's a lot of what I I find intriguing about, you know, being able to kind of put that into comic um, uh, through subtext, you know? Um, And I felt that, uh, um, again, that's, that's part of the the mutability of the character is that, you know. know,
2: But I couldn't help feel that the complexity of the character and the narrative, even at, you know the the more adventurous level that that you guys were working on. Just but but the the characters' information seemed to be inspiring you to take the chances that were evolving within you. Like it was a great vehicle for you to try to uh, uh, oh, yeah. push yourself into these directions, and and like there was no going back. And then and then you went to New Mutants, and I remember like the fan reaction to new mutants being us who went wow and other people going what it's not bob mcleod and and then you wrote and 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 I'm not saying it to, like because uh, you know how i feel about it but uh, we've all done stuff that it took a few moments for people to catch up and that was for you a big one and i remember in the uh, introduction to the new mutants bears saga trade paperback You wrote this uh, uh, a little paragraph that stuck with me, where you said, "You know, the whole time I was working on this, people were complaining to me that do do it like your old stuff, do make it like your old stuff." Right? You're like, ladies and gentlemen, this is my old stuff, and 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 it. uh, Do you remember writing that? Do you remember I'm talking about? I remember
1: that. That ubiquity of that comment. It's like you know, your old stuff was better. You know, like. And then you keep you realize as the as time inexorably marches forward, you know, it's like in the the new wave becomes the old guard, you know, and uh, uh, and so I, I felt like okay, well, this is you know, this is my old this. That's exactly how I felt, you know. But I
2: I, I I loved it because I thought it perfectly said to someone, "I'm evolving." Sorry, and yeah. uh, and, uh, and and but you said in such a gracious way, and it for. Uh, those of us who were like looking for our path or like, what do I do when I get on my path? That seemed to be like, and I, I know I'm talking for David Mack as well, like very a freeing thing to read. Like, Oh, I I'm, I'm allowed to evolve. I'm allowed to, that that's, that's part of it. Not only should I, I should celebrate it in the face of whatever, you know, I'm just going to
1: be. Me. well. I think I, I agree with you. And I think that you and David, it's like, you know, the, you know, there's a mutual sort of influence here in terms of, you know, being influenced by what you what what you've done is that I sort of feel that the generation that came before us I think that a lot of a lot of them looked at it as a job I think that I certainly feel like I was of the generation that fell in love with the medium as an art form and felt yes. that it was capable of anything you know that uh, it wasn't just simply you know guys and guys and gals and tights that it could be capable of handling fine art or music or film or any other kind of analogy that you want to throw at it. Um, Maybe because it was sort of like the denigration that I remember when I, you know, if I, if I read comic books, I mean, going, you know, and trying to meet girls and then try to impress them with comic books. It's almost like, you know, you read comic books. It's like, see ya. You know, it was, uh, um, I loved them. I respected them. And I think that the internal mechanism in me uh, in me was like, all right, well, I'm going I'm going to hopefully treat them with the kind of respect and do the work that I love to do. And hopefully if I change one person's mind about respecting them, you know, and maybe can kind of like walk in my shoes for just like one one issue and say, oh, well, maybe there is something here, you know, Um
2: but isn't it amazing in our lifetime how much that has changed? I mean, I went to I went to the bookstore last week, and Powell's here in Portland. It's the biggest bookstore, and their graphic novel section just for kids is enormous. It is huge. It didn't exist when I first moved here, and now it's like a giant part of the uh, of the thing. And it's it's part of the language of how kids are taught. It's part of their curriculum now graphic novels are taught in school. I remember like when my kid was little, she got dinged for bringing the comic book to school and it was one of mine. And, uh, and, and they went from that to this. It's, it's incredible. And I do think it's all the um, little moments of rebellion and, 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 you know, really just, you know, putting our foot down to go, no comics are serious, From from every walk of life all over the world, has pushed it in the right direction finally. And it's amazing to see. Like I yeah. again I well, it's, like yeah, a couple it's, old guys, but you know,
1: you know, remember so it's going to be like this. Some someday, someday it's you know, it's like and lo and behold, here it is, yeah. you know. But yeah, uh, I have
2: very clear memories of mm-hmm. of of having very ignorant conversations with smart people about the medium. And uh and now none of that happens anymore. All of it's uh it, it, it's all gone away. It's amazing now, but I want to go back to, cause I have a very clear memory as far as your moon night uh, run goes, because there was the moon night as it was printed in the monthly, but then uh, once it was uh, once it hit the ground, I, re- I remember there was a moon night special edition miniseries that came out where they basically reprinted everything on Baxter paper or white paper right. um, uh, at a higher price price they did it for a few things like the electro saga had that as well or um uh, uh, and, and the creed school war and it was like like almost a trade paperback right it was before right, right yes it. but what it allowed for um art students like myself to see your work on white paper with full color printing as opposed to the newsprint that w- that could get very muddy for like some t- for some of the things you were trying, like uh, like you and John toddlebin were the ones that once I saw your work on Baxter paper, I was like, oh
1: my god! Like it was yeah. Well, Toddleben certainly, my god, it's like yeah. you know, amazing, amazing work. Yeah. Well, you know, Moonlight sort of. I remember when I went in to to New York that one day, and again, I went back. I, I decided I was going to put a portfolio together of DC characters because I didn't think I was good enough for Marvel. So I went Marvel. I went up to DC with a bunch of characters. Vinnie Coletta saw my work. I mean I, literally, I walked up, had no appointment, and of course you, at, in those days, or certainly you know when I went, was um, you, you could go and sit in the waiting area. And you didn't need to leave the driver's license or a blood sample, you know, or get DNA swabbed or any of that other stuff. And nobody had to walk you through, you know, uh, I mean, when Vinnie finally saw me, he was the art director at the time. He looked at my work and he said, I love your stuff. He goes, we could use you, but you'll be out on the street in a couple of weeks because there was that implosion thing, which I still to this day don't really quite fathom. But he called up Neil Adams mm-hmm. and I walked over to see Neil, I think we Tony of one of Neil's friends or, you know, colleagues who worked at Continuity. Neil saw my work, sort of everybody gathered around as Neil critiqued my stuff. And then he called up Shooter and Shooter. He said, like, there's a kid I want you to see. The only problem is he draws like me. So I walked over to Marvel and was hired with a portfolio of DC characters, you know, which, which I don't recommend you know, but, but rewind a little
2: bit because this is the idea um, that like you are now showing your samples to Neil and that you were influenced by Neil a, at the time. And I, and I say that just, just, oh, Neil, so I, I it.
1: Have, own it. It's like, I have no issue with it whatsoever. There's no, there's no tw- cringe or twinge of anything. It's like, I, I, I couldn't have done better in terms of decisions. Neil's been wonderful to me. It's like, I know he's got a reputation. you know He's got his own gravity field, you know, but, well, that's yeah. what I was
2: going to ask. I have uh, two things. Number one, uh, uh, I, the, a lot of us know the difference, even with your influence on Neil. Even at a young age, there was a big difference between you and and Neil, even in that phase of your career. So I'm just, I'm just saying a lot of us could just see the influence for right. what it is. Uh, 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 but to meet the source of your influence uh, uh, alone must have been like some out-of-body experience. And I was going to ask, because I've only met Neil uh, as an elder statesman. And uh, that's been uh, uh, like in the interactions I've had with him have all been wonderful, but yes, the, the, the Neil of old, and I, I couldn't even imagine what it would have been like to show this work to him. And it was so nice by the way, that he was so gracious in helping that, that and didn't see you as some kind of uh, a threat or uh, like a must destroy bill yeah, you know, that, that's I, amazing
1: what that was all about. I mean, all I know is, is that, uh, you know, I was in art school in Newark uh, studying fine art and illustration, and most of my friends were older uh, graduating. And I said, well, let me I've always loved comics. Let me I mean, I, I knew I wanted to do them. And I figured I'd spend from beginning of May to beginning of June to work on a portfolio. And I, I put together like, I don't know, a dozen to 15 pages of like pinups and storytelling, pencils, inks, and the whole the whole line art. And, uh, and was I it was like Batman
2: I, stuff. Like what what was it? The, a lot of
1: Batman stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, some JLA stuff. Uh, Penguin, uh, Joker. I, I don't know if the Joker was up. but I know Wonder Woman. It was all of the sort of characters that Neil was really well known for. So sure. I thought if I'm going to try to do it to co- go into go in comics, I knew I had a, a real affinity for Neil's work, and I thought, well. I saw other guys getting work as as a Neil, you know, quote, clone or imitator. And I thought, um, you know, if if Mike Grell is getting work or other people are getting work, you know, I said, I I might have a shot. And I thought, even if if I go in and they give me a critique or if they say, come back in a year or forget it, kid, you know, I would go back to school for my final year. So I felt like um, it was kind of a. Like an exploration you know, to see if I, what kind of response I said, you know, on the best case scenario, it's they, they might give me a, you know, a pinup to do, you know, yay, you know? And, um, when, uh, when shooter, when I walked in with all of these characters, Moon Knight came up because shooter even said to me, he said, he goes, the character costumes don't matter. He said, it's, it's obviously, you know, it's like you, you can draw, you can tell stories, he goes, you got someone of like, wonky character lay like the storytelling layouts he said, but we'll fix that." <laughs> <laughs> he, goes, he goes and I think I could see I mean that whole day was a surreal experience for me. I don't it's one of those movie kind of days for me because I remember the train I took to Newark because I drove I lived way up in the country in Sussex County, farm country. I drove my my, BM, my uh, VW. To Dover, and this is, I think, even before Hubert had the school.
2: Oh, okay, and yeah, yeah. The, the Erie Hubert School of- was Dover, New Jersey, right? Yeah,
1: the train that I took to New York was one of those old—I mean, really old—like trains with the kind of seats with the w- It had wicker seats, and the seats would go back and forth, like if you know when you were going into New York the conductor would go and he'd move all, he'd like take all the tops of the seats and he'd push them and they, they'd swivel so that if you were going back to Dover, he'd, he'd hit them and you'd, you'd end up, you know, so you're facing whichever way you'd have to turn the whole train around, you know?
2: Right.
1: Right. um, And everything that was in smoking car, everything was yellow. It's like, it was just this kind of like creaky old machine going into New York. And then when they hired me and they said, "Do you want to do a character called Moon Knight?" I, I, I'm like, "Who's that?" I didn't know. I didn't know who it was, and um, and I think that they it was Al Milgram who said, "Well, it's it's like Batman only only good, you know."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and uh, they said, "We can give you a lot of work. Would you like Would you like to do that?" And I thought, like, so you're offering me a job? And they said. Well yeah, it's like we got plenty of work if you want it. And that's when they said that I would be doing a backup of and I could see all the people in the background from everybody from Rick Marshall to Ralph Macchio sort of almost like like trying to find something for me to work on. And I'm a, a newbie. I'm just in there like as some country kid and I was I was my idea of dressing up. I everything I wore was was in some way petroleum based. I mean it was it was, you know, I mean, I had pants you could play chess on, you know, or checkers, like an Eiffel t- an Eiffel Tower tie, a brown like, you know, uh, you know, polyester suit. And I mean, I got more crap. I mean, uh everybody, Al Milgram, not, not Al Milgram, but Alan Weiss came up to me at continuity while Neil's showing my work and and literally everybody's gathered around and I'm just sort of standing there like, like, what do I do? That's and
2: amazing. Uh, you know, yeah, because cause no one. And what you're describing is uh no one actually goes, Welcome to comics. Like no one actually like puts the flag down and says you are now in comics. They just start giving you work and you go home and go, Am I in comics now? Like no one, no one actually announces it or gives you a like a proclamation. It's just wrong... you're work and comics. I'm sorry. So, no, I just said you get work and you go, Oh, am I in comics now? Oh, okay. Well,
1: they gave I, me I, a I broke in. Script. And, and I, but what was surreal about it was that the ride home on some, for some reason, I had, uh, you know, had been a full day, let's put it that way. Sure. And um, on the ride home, I somehow had messed up the trains and I ended up on a commuter train, which was one of these Amtrak luxury liner mm-hmm. kind of a thing. And every, all the people are dressed in business suits and they're reading the New York Times. And I just remember sitting in the seat, like looking out the window to this. And it was one of those silent, it was pretty silent. And the sun is going down. It's like, because I'd been there pretty much all day bouncing from location to location. And I just remember sitting there and sucking it, like kind of trying to suck it all in, you know, and just like feel it. Because from the morning of going in on this rickety, old, smoky car to like being bounced around and, and then kind of having my life dream sort of realized. And then the ride home, it's like, all it was missing was a soundtrack, you know? And I, it was like, and I got back in and I remember telling my parents like, well, I'm working for for Marvel now. And my parents, God bless them. You know, they didn't like my mother to the day she passed away. It's like, she had no idea what I did. It was like, she didn't, you know, I didn't have a real job. It was like, somehow I managed to like, you know, put food on the table and move out and get married and you know, all of that. But um, my father wanted me to have a real job, you know, so he taught me electrical wiring, which came in handy for later issues of, of collaging and like with the new mutants poster,
2: which I had in my room for a very long time. <laughs> very, very long time. Yep. Did exactly you, did
1: you have one kitten paw prints on, the, uh, on it. Did you ever see them? I don't know because when I was working on that piece, I was having, I was letting it dry Uh, This is after I'd gone through my uh, divorce, and I remember working on that piece and letting it dry on the floor, and I remember hearing meowing, and I didn't have a cat, and I look and I see this kitten walking across the piece, and he's like with these white, on the gesso and white paw prints, and my neighbor in in the apartment building I lived in, apparently their cat could go down into the basement and climb up over the rafters and kind of come up through, you know, so... I mean, it's weird, the stuff that, you know, that sticks with, you know, that's amazing. But but that poster
2: poster really did a number on me Uh, just at that age. I was in art school and that poster came out and just all it said to me was "Anything is possible. Uh, Comics can be anything. That's what that poster meant to me.
1: That You mentioned I want to ask you what your your thoughts about about motivation, because, I mean, we all talk about, um, you know, Aspirations and dreams. Like for me, my goal was to do comics. I I didn't like everything else that happened. Like with my career, has been kind of like an exercise in like a lot of gravy, and I'm very happy and proud of that. But for me, I realized that when I was getting a lot of heat from people who were saying he's a Neil Adams clone, he learned to draw from Neil Adams, ellipses. Period. You know, I felt invisible because when I grew up on the farm. There were no adults going around. You've really got to be true to yourself. It's yes, like,
2: yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: You know, it's like that, that language was nowhere around. It was like, you know, uh, you know, it wasn't until like now. <laughs>
3: Get iXL now, and listeners can get an exclusive 20% off iXL membership when they sign up today at iXL.com audio. Visit iXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price.
2: It's funny that I, I think about this as far as comics go as well. I'm not... Like uh, like you and I grew up loving a lot of the same things and having like uh, similar influences that took us down different paths, but w- with the inspiration of yeah, do this and then do better than this. Like that's that that's you know or try to 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 reach for something uh, beyond your your what what you've seen. And when I look at what's going on in comics right now, when you go to see. You know, the Captain Underpants Dogman, Raina, um, you know, what the, the language of what comics are to people right now. I'm so excited to what 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 comics are going to come out of it. Like, I'm like, I look at the wall and I see the language of comics and I go, oh my God, wow, man, look what's going to come out of the people reading this stuff based on what came out of us. Yeah. Reading, you know, we, reading well, what I, we read. I, I can't I wait for it.
1: I think that yeah. you are, you know, in the same evangelical frame of mind that you know, I think most artists, like true artists, you know, like in a sense of, of um, the possibilities, you know. But when I was, part of what, uh, what I was gonna ask you is, is that um, I remember part of my transition for the later issues was hearing over and over, clone, 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 and I remember feeling invisible and I felt hurt and kind of, you know, upset and, and even angry and then I, because I had all of these, these sketchbooks and things that I'd learned in art school that I wanted to put into comics, abstract expressionism, sort of fashion kind of model distortions and, you know, and just playing with it and was told repeatedly, that's not what comics are. You can't do that. And I remember I had a turning point where I went like, I'm either going to do what I'm going to do. I'm going to do tell comics my own way and do tell the stories the way I want to, or I'm going to get out because I can't kind of like i can't do this i can't be something i'm not but i remember specifically sitting down at some issue like some of the morpheus issues or morbius we so yeah, morpheus issues where the dreamscape and like putting myself in the position of the characters like there was a winter landscape story and i remember inhabiting that story i felt like i did when i was a kid i was living in the story I, it was like i wasn't just drawing it i was i, I was kind of a passenger but I remember I, how angry, and that's what led, I think, eventually led to Hit It, which was the, you, the, the, the power of anger and and sort of disillusionment and, and sort of I'll show them, or not so much even I'll show them, but it's like being denied identity in a way. It's like I know that anger was a big factor in me, to like just throw out like all caution and just dive in. And I'm wondering if you ever had like an experience like, well, yeah, I mean like, you know, that, that you can relate to, I mean, that you can relay.
2: Yeah. Well, uh, uh, differently, but yes. And I think, uh, all of us, uh, uh, have that there is that, that, that one little voice that like, Oh, I'll show you. Okay. Right. Like, like you just need like almost a focused, uh point uh to prove things so yeah i, I again i'm i'm a, i'm a little a little younger so i walked like when 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 i was making these choices for myself or 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 the choices were being made, were being made for me to, so, well i'm a, i have to make comics uh um you know you and frank and walt and george and john and like it was a very creator focused time in comics and all of you were like almost like crawling over each other to to blow each other away and or that's how it look, It felt to to a fan and ev- everybody seemed like just inspired to do their best work and that's the world I walked into where like it, you you have to try harder you have to do better you have everyone's doing it like this is the place in pop culture where everyone's you know, reaching for the stars. So if you're not going to do that, then, then go, go. So, so there was no other, there was no other journey for me. It was, um, uh, it was, it was follow, follow your hero's path to, to do better. So it it was, uh, I, I, I do, I think about it often when I think of when, when, when you're in high school and you're on Moon Knight and Alan Moore's on Swamp Thing and Frank's on Daredevil and Walt's on Thor, I'm ruined. Like there's no, there's no, you know, that's the world I I, I ventured into. And and a lot of our, our, uh, my peers, we, we found out we all felt the same way. We're all alone in our room going, well, shit, I better get good fast because look what's going on in comics. So yeah, that was, that was,
1: I'm kind of, like I said, I was kind of envious, you know, that, that you came in like, uh, with the doors kind of, you know, being like that inviting. Cause I, I do feel, you know, like it's a big tent, you know, jump in, the water's fine. Well, you know? it
2: wasn't so much inviting as it was calling. Like I was, I was well, the, drawn oh, like, like yeah. so hard. And so I was going to art school. I was in, um, I, 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 I was in a, a fine art school, the Cleveland Institute of Art. And at the time they just they had not wrapped their heads around what was going on in comics and graphic novels. And I remember like storming into class because on the cover of print magazine, you remember print magazine?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
2: All right. Yeah. So, cover of print magazine had a comics issue, where they had, yeah, they I mean, had decided this quarterly um, publication had decided the most important thing going on in all of graphic design and and and, and print was happening in comics, and there yeah. was Mouse, and there was uh, Love and Rockets, and and all of the, all of the um, people who were making their statement at the late '80s and early '90s. And I brought it into class and I put it down like, I'm right. Comics is the most important thing. And no one cared. But, um, but yeah. and then they, they let me do independent study. But th- so that's um, so. So my. The, the voice you're talking about, it, it was all of like people not believing in comics. Like, right. like, like it wasn't it wasn't it was like, why would you do that? It, it was I'm not understanding it. But like people like us we fully understood it like completely. Like I, yeah. like all, all I can see is that this is the most exciting thing going on in all of things. So, so it was, it was carrying on my way and no one around me fully understanding why I was so drawn to this. Even my best friends were like, Oh, okay. You're, you're, you're now an adult still doing this. Okay. Let's see what happens. So it's fun now of course, for my, my, a lot of which are still my friends to go, wow, that really worked out, <laughs> you know? And because um, they, no one understood it at the time, like nobody. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I found it. that like when, uh, after I started working, you know, professionally and after like a, a decade or two, I found that my father had been like secretly collecting like all of my issues, you know, uh, that's it, was, cool. it was one of those kind of things, but, but I, 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 I think it's not, unusual for like you said it, it's a calling um i keep thinking of the uh, arthur miller line about you know playwriting chose him that kind of a thing and i certainly feel like that's what it was like because you have to if you think about it it's an unusual profession to sort of have a calling in you know yes yes uh, and uh you know do you want to tell you know stories i mean you you could get into film you could get into you know TV or whatever, you could do novels. And, and certainly, uh, like, you know, people have done that. They, you know, it, it, it's a kind of a gateway into, yeah. you know, and it's a, it's not only a gateway, but it's also kind of a nexus. The Especially right now for so many, you know, different iterations of, of uh, storytelling, because you can do anything. With, you could do people with capes. You can do, you know, straight romance stuff. You could do, you know, slice of life stuff. That's one of the things I loved about comics. It was that, especially in reading comic strips too, was that you know you could have Mary Worth, you know, like the you know the the elderly like lady with white hair, sort of you know getting into everybody's business. You could have Smokey Stover or Dondi, you know, all of these car- really cartoony characters next to Terry and the Pirates, you know, and not, and not even when I thought about comic books, mm-hmm. now, you know, and I just thought. This medium can do anything. I mean, from Indian. silly to slapstick to serious to Prince Valiant, which is just, you know, like quote historical, but certainly more romance like oriented. And it was like for me, it was it was like, you know, you know just a meal, like just
2: like totally.
1: I've been for it. So um, but I realized well, that, that I
2: teach. I teach here at Portland State and uh, I, I try to describe to the students that the, the feelings that you get reading a good or bad comic, you know, that, 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 you know, ascension that you feel when you read something that totally takes you over and that that depth feeling you feel when like someone just blows it and you've wasted your time, that as an author, uh, that that feeling is accentuated like a thousandfold. Like Like if you are somehow... Partly responsible for someone's excellent experience making a comic that is just the most intimate spiritual, almost religious feeling you're gonna have. Like really feel like a connection to thing. And when you blow it and you're and you're the author of, of the crap oh. that someone's mad about, it's 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 as devastating it's to, to the soul. It's so much worse than reading it. And uh, and and I, I do that to describe like we all this is what like that feeling you have reading comics, if you make them, that feeling is accentuated. Like that's, and I think that's what, you've discovered that early on, like, oh, making this is actually like a, like a more potent version of this feeling that comics give me.
1: Yeah, that's, that's totally accurate. It, it's, um, you know, people have made analogies about comics being like film or like TV or whatever. And I, I sort of think of it more like theater because to me, there's an immediacy to it in terms of connection you know, it's, it's really like a one-on-one thing you can tell. I mean, the social media right now in terms of getting immediate responses, I mean, obviously, but, you know, when we first started, it was like, you have to wait several months to find out whether people responded to it or whatever.
2: Can I pause you for a second? Cause yeah. I remember, uh, uh, quite a few things you said to me. Uh, you probably don't remember meeting me back then, but like, like, like 20 years ago we had met at San Diego through David Mack and, uh, and I, I, had, I, had, I had embarrassed myself in, 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 in some compliment to you that I, I, I'm still stuttering through. And um, uh, you said, you know, it's so funny, when I, I was making those books, there was, no, there was no social media, there was no, like these conventions were, were few and far between. And uh, like we would get a couple of letters, like the letter column would be a couple of people would write. So you had no idea like everybody was just blown away by you. Like you would know you were just hoping it was working out. And then later, like years later, you found out that how influential the work was and how much it meant to everybody. And you said that it was really an eye opener. And I felt as I went back to my very vibrant message board that night from an independent comic, I, I felt so, um, uh, gifted that I got to have an interaction with people almost in real time as things come out and, and how uh, amazing that must've felt to have almost a delayed response to a joke followed by, I remembered like that week, I heard Bill Murray talk about how hard it was to make film because you would tell a joke and have to wait about a year to get a laugh. Like, like it was a year to find out if it was funny. Right. Exactly. And and, it, and I connected what you said to what Bill said, bill murray said and and applied it to how lucky we are that we get this interaction right away with everybody anyway so right. thought you. Yeah. these are moments <laughs> that were really important to me that
1: you don't even remember how much fun i had on the series that we did that we did together yeah. the uh which was which was like uh uh because i thought i all, all i remember was uh was it felt like play which to me is when it you know when it all kind of comes together when it's just like everything is hitting on all the cylinders it's almost like uh, uh, you know, cause I'm sure you have had your experience where a little bit of like, it's like, you know, well, what, what teeth do I want to pull to get through this, you know? And uh, but uh, you know, when it, when it all kind of sings, when it's like, cause to me, it's like, I've, there's never really been a sense of competition that I feel it's almost, it's yeah. more like um, like that, and that evangelism, but also Hey, we can all have fun this is much fun. So when I see what somebody else, it's almost like, you know, that it's it's more inspirational. I kind of get inspired by what somebody else is doing, and it's like, okay, you know, uh, I want to try like to play with that that emotion and bring it into what I'm doing. And it's like, and and if and if more people come on board, what's the problem? You know. Yeah,
2: and on the other the other thing I remember from meeting you that time. Uh, and I really took away from this, and it was at San Diego. You were dressed better than everybody else at the show. You weren't overly dressed, but you were dressed better. Like, and and you were taking yourself and your appearance more seriously than most of our peers do on a daily basis. And I remember walking away saying to David, "We have to dress better." <laughs> like, oh wow! Like, 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 well, if you, yeah, no more well, t-shirts.
1: Part of part of that, and that's very kind of you to say. It's like I think that. I do feel that there is there is a um, I don't want to say necessarily an obligation, but if if I because early on when I was in my 20s, early 20s and during the period when I was going through my divorce, it's not it's not like a tail out of school. I mean, I've told it to other people in, on, in public forums before, but uh, I was, a, you know, a heavy smoker and, mm-hmm. and, and also I was a big beer drinker, you know, and I grew up. That's what I grew up with. So it was like. But I remember breaking my drawing hand. Um, I wasn't an alcoholic, but I was a drunk. I was, a, you know, and as I, that was my, I would drink a case of beer a day. Oh. And when I broke my drawing hand, that was the wake up call for me. It was Doing like, what,
2: like hit, hitting something or?
1: Well, I had, I had, we come, my wife and I at the time, we'd come through a party, uh, come back from a party in New York City, and I'd lost something. My grandfather had given me an heirloom. It might have been a bottle opener. I mean, you know, it was like sort of the Sienkiewicz drinking, you know, you know, <laughs> heirloom, um, but I remember really being upset with myself and being angry, and I, I hit the garage door, and it sort of like it gave, it went like you know that kind of that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and uh, my now ex, I mean, she passed away a couple of years ago, and uh, you know, makes sure you rest in peace. But she said, in a very sort of snide way, she goes, "Do you feel better?" You know. And of course I didn't. And and so I just remember turning around and there was a cast iron trellis support. And I I hit that and I remember feeling something right here break. And I thought I thought I just sprained it. But the doctor, when I went, I drew issues of, of Moon Knight. There's an issue of Moon Knight with scimitars in, in a dust storm on the cover. Inside mm-hmm. he goes into inside the tomb of Khonshu. And there's a right. lot of like full page black, like very minimal line work, but a lot of black, like, like almost Alex Toth kind of thing. That those are the pages I inked when I pulled my 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 cast off and I had to draw. I drew it. So I drew and I think I probably did more damage because I but I, I was determined to get the job done, even with a cast on. But I quit drinking after that. and I quit smoking. I quit my marriage. I quit everything. And I thought, wow. if I'm going to be around to do what I love to do, this is a quote a calling or whatever you want to have. It's like not to describe too much to it in terms of any kind of spiritual thing, but I sort of felt like I'm going to put everything I have, into this, and then I'm going to blow it by not taking care of myself just to, to the best extent that I can to be around to do this. And you and I both know many, many pros who sort of have suffered at the hands of their own personal demons. And in a way it's like the mm-hmm. sadness of it, also, there's for me when I've seen it. There's also kind of a, a level of anger that it goes along with it. Um, I don't know if it's judgment necessarily, but I sort of feel like you know, like you're you're mutating or you're mauling the gift. It's like you're not honoring the calling, so to speak. And I know that sounds very sort of di da, you know. And, but it's also it's no, no, up. not
2: at all, not at all. No.
1: I feel like you know you're also denying as a fan. It's like the selfish part of me is going like you know you know, you, you know, you, you owe us, you owe us. It's like, you've got such a gift. It's like, and to me, it's like, it, it's, it's the distillation of, of Peter Parker's, um, uh, you know, with great power comes great responsibility thing. I think I'm being, I'm being buzzed cause I, I have a 1230 I have to do. So, okay. uh, I don't know what time well,
2: know well, Let me hit you with a couple things then before, before we wrap, uh, I, uh, uh you had mentioned early on, uh, um, the, the, this, this being alive to see your stuff adapted into other mediums. Um, uh, this is a, a privilege that we've been offered, uh, that, that is amazing. Cause we, we both know that many of our heroes did not, we're not alive to see oh, your stuff yeah. adapted. If you're so lucky, if you're so lucky to have stuff adapted and adapted well, to be alive and coherent and still in the game while it's going on is, uh, is such a gift. And it went from being a gift to now it's all for granted where you and I, I don't think ever will. Like we're not only is it, we get to see our stuff adapted, but you had mentioned, and I think I heard it in your voice. That it's the, the most challenging stuff is getting adapted. It's it's not the uh, uh the fun the fun uh, beat-em-ups, it's the more psychologically challenging True. Uh, yeah. in-depth look at humanity yeah. that's getting adapted. Uh uh I had that with Jessica Jones as well. That was not, she well, was yeah, not created to be made into, into a TV show. So I I this feeling, I know this feeling like, oh, 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 they're gonna adapt the stuff that I didn't even wasn't even thinking about that for it. That's amazing. and Yeah, and so,
1: which is great. I think I love that.
3: Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
1: I remember being on the red carpet for Legion. and
2: that is exactly uh, what I'm talking
1: about. And someone said to me, like, did you ever think that, like, you know, Legion would be like, make it to the second season? And I said, you have to excuse me. I said, I'm sort of in awe. That they let us do the comic book at all, like they, no. you know, it's like all of this other stuff you're talking about. Like, did you ever? What do you think about this? Is like, no, no, no. They let us do the like the OG, you know, line art version and get away with what we were getting away with. So, um, you know, so yeah. So I mean, like with you, it's with Jessica and you know, and and uh, you know, which was sort of like uh, you took the, you took the comic stuff and superhero stuff. And you sort of zigged and zagged with it and you kind of and which was which was brilliant. You know, I mean, one, it was a great series. Well, th- th- Thank
2: probably probably I think you
1: know, on Disney Plus.
2: I I'm, I'm thrilled it lives to see another day but um yeah yeah again I, I appreciate that what you said but I I wasn't fishing so much as trying to describe um this very surreal um thing that happens to a few of us where you're like you 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 kind of just sit back and go oh okay all right what happens now like it, it's yeah. it's uh um you you put your energy out in the world and you get to watch it keep rolling down the hill it's and, and very it's very surreal and the other part of it.
1: I- like it feels like um if uh you know, if someone had told like, you know, 10 year old me kind of a thing that, you know, oh
2: yeah, constantly. Like constantly. Done,
1: come, on, come on. You know. So yeah. But uh, but again, don't you also feel that as wonderful and surreal as that as it is, that that there is um kind of an incentive to do more and to push more and to have more fun? And and like it's almost like uh I look at it as uh like the calling is sort of amplified you know 100
2: yes. yeah yeah I, I there's no other way to I, to to see it i to me and i i've uh, um so I'm, I'm because of that i'm entering a, a new like kind of stage in in my world where i'm literally just fully dedicated to new stuff and ideas I oh, set up to just to do that and it's i and can't it, wait yeah. So, yeah, yes, is yeah, you, you you feel like this enormous privilege has been dropped on you. And if you don't take full advantage of it, like our heroes did, like that's all of our heroes did that, at least tried. Yes. Literally, literally try. I don't know what'll land, but I didn't think any of this was going to land. So, right. so, just, you know, roll the dice and be my honest best self. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 That's amen. Amen. I mean, that's, you know,
2: And and the other thing I want to point out to to, is that your evolution did not stop when you stopped, you know, looking at Neil's stuff, your evolution continues to this day. And, uh, you know, looking at the Moon Knight paintings that you've posted on social the last couple of weeks have just been like awe-inspiring to me. Oh,
1: thank you very much.
2: Just so beautiful. And watching just their existence torture so many of my friends, uh, it, it's so wonderful. You you can you continue to be an inspiration and a frustration to so many in comics. It is <laughs> it is uh, it is a delight to be part of. It really really is.
1: Okay. Right. Well, I appreciate I appreciate that no end, and likewise, my friend. And
2: before we hang up, too, you mentioned uh, you know every every decade, you and I get to do something together. I, I, um, you you've honored me a couple of times, and I was to this day so happy that daredevil end of days was such a warm feeling for you and that you brought it up um, yet again
1: one of the things been- that yeah i'm so i'm so proud of that it was just it felt like um it's one of those projects that if if we didn't do it it would have had to have it already like pre-existed it was one of those things that it was like it was you know I, i'm not big on destiny but it sort of felt like this was it had to happen
2: yeah, uh, Bill. That means the world to us. It it, it just it, like our our whole goal with that project is to make you feel it good, like you've made us feel good. Like how do how do we just make Bill and Klaus feel the way they make us feel all day? And then at the end of it, it that seemed to be the result, and it was just ah, uh, that was that's about as like like that's what comics is all about. Like that, that this is why you collaborate. Like and and it was such a wonderful experience to have that with you it really was well,
1: thank you very much and, and it's it's entirely mutual and i think that you know i know that um with klaus and and david and and you know when we've had some discussions um on the you know we were all, all on the east coast um the idea of actually do, going and doing another ver- like uh, the next one because i think there was some talk about was it the pun it was i think the end
2: of days was going yeah, to happen and yeah. then I left Marvel, and yeah, right. I, I, I apologize for that. Yeah, but no, but me. but it
1: was sort of like we were all kind of on board. So I think, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't think that 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 the ship has sailed on us doing something together. Oh
2: no, no. yeah, yeah. I'm so happy to hear you say that. anytime. but it's funny because I I wanted to do Punisher End of Days. That even after I left Marvel, I I, I may have said aloud, "Can we still do the?" No, okay, sorry. Like once yeah, you yeah, I, remember, like, I no. think I
1: remember the sort of. Like behind the scenes mechanisms or whatever, but what was great was that it was almost like uh, we got to figure out a way to make, make this work, you know? Because I know Klaus. No, and,
2: and but I will I will say that the of all the great moments you've given me in my life, and there are quite a few, um, you drawing those pages of cover just because you wanted to, like, and so people know me and David Mack do a creator own book called Cover, and nope. it's about comics, and there's other comic book voices and um,
1: congratulations on that by the
2: way thank you Uh, david is killing on it and he's directing it's it's yeah and that that, that's at hbo max and um but you you had you had seen the material and you just drew a couple of pages in another artist's voice because you wanted to and it was the most magical comics moment that you just you just dropped it on us, and I was like, oh I, it just it everything you'd ever want comics to be is like well, someone you admire so much, just jumping in and it was like it felt like you grabbing a guitar and just jamming with us like
1: oh, that's, what that's
2: the was, best feeling
1: that's what was so fun about it and and, and I, I may ask you know add like any time it would be my oh, my honor yeah.
2: pleasure so well, thank you well now i'm gonna now I'm gonna critique you. there's one thing you have to you have to work on. I'll tell you what it is before we go. So you do these amazing portraits of people, uh, uh, online, uh, mostly when they pass away. Right. And, and then, and so, and, and it's always a beautiful tribute, every one of them, and they should be a coffee. He, he, he left, um, uh, it, it, there should be a coffee table book of them. They're absolutely beautiful. Uh, but every once in a while you will then do a portrait of someone who has not passed away. They're just someone you right. feel a lot of affinity for. Right. And then I go on Twitter, and because of my, my algorithm, I see your stuff very early. Like it comes up, and I go, Oh my God, uh, John Hamm died. And I'm like, Oh no, yeah. he just wanted to draw John Hamm today. I'm like, I, I, like First, your yeah, response I, I, is, Oh I'm my try,
1: God. And so I'm trying to negotiate that. I'm trying to figure out how to do it because I know I've done celebrations. You ret-
2: broke up. But
1: yeah. I have to figure out what to do. Yeah, it's very, I mean, like a very different style. Well, I think, I, you know, starting it with like, as opposed to starting each one with RIP, it's like, you know, but even on some of the remembering birthday pieces, I've got to figure out something to do that will make it so that I don't, you know, because other people have said, you know, you've given me a heart attack today. OK, I'm, like, I'm
2: not alone in this. OK, good, yeah, good. No, no,
1: not at all. Not at all.
2: But so, okay, so I was going to write you like I'll last figure. year about it. Like during the pandemic, I was like, no, he's, he's got I got it. Someone's got to say something. Anyway. Thank you.
1: It's, it's good to hear it from, from, you know, from people, but it's also great to hear from people I respect, you know, as yeah. much. As do. So it's sort of like, okay, this is obviously something I need to really seriously address.
2: All right. Well, listen, Bill, I, 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 I was so delighted to be offered to talk to you about this, your moon night and everything else you've done, but, but, but I cannot, I cannot tell you how, Formative, your work on moon night was to me and watching your evolution in real time and what it did to me as an art student and what it did to me as a creator and to here we are years later and to know each other and to be able to communicate to you how important it was uh, just, It just it's oh well, thank cool you to me it really and- means a lot to me and I'm so glad you get to experience all this love as, as it happens to you.
1: See, that was an absolute blast. Thanks, Bill. Thanks, Brian, for joining us today. Follow them on social media. You probably already do. Follow me on social media, Adam Barnhart. And if you're watching on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, comicbook.com, whatever, let us know in the comments or the mentions what creators you want to see next.